The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Jen, Gabe and Chewy. He said it was not a top 10 cheese and then could barely name five other cheeses. But like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you put cheddar on everything. What do you do with Parmesan? Parmesan, everyone has it in their fridge. You break it out when you have lasagna or or pasta. I mean, there's literally veal Parmesan. Yeah, Chewy, you're just, you're dead wrong. I'll give you, we'll call it a push. It's not a push, you're wrong. No, (laughs) it's not fair, you're wrong. I think it's a just, push. Just the black knight there over there. Doesn't have any limbs left. All right, then. We'll call it a draw. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. Bucks taking on the Celtics tonight on national television, TNT, two of the best teams tangling. Celtics atop the Eastern Conference standings, and the Bucks are in second place. I'm a little concerned, Gabe, about this whole load management situation. I'm a little concerned about how you get these nationally televised games, and I believe Giannis is, he's not out. Probable. He's probable. But he's been listed as probable for the last couple of games, and he's played. So, are you concerned at all about the way the load management thing seems to be playing out this season? Yeah, I mean, so you have guys, so LeBron, for example, um, last week sets the all-time scoring record, then misses the next two games. I figured he wasn't going to play against the Bucks just because he had played so much, but he's, I, my guess is an actual ankle soreness thing. But I, I know this is something that Stan Van Gundy during some NBA broadcasts on TNT has talked about in terms of the, the, the league is going away from less back-to-backs. They're trying to accommodate this, and this is something that they've battled for a while, and yet guys are still missing more time than ever as they're trying to figure out and navigate their way through 82 games and trying to get their stars to play as much as they can. And it seems like this year the issue has popped up more than it has, I would say, maybe in the last three or four where guys are missing games because they're trying to figure out the loan management aspect of it. Aren't there rules in place, though, to, like, if there's a national game, aren't there rules in place where you can't use the load management or something? Yeah, but if you, effect, let's or? say, let's say, Chewy, that I want to, you're one of my best players, and I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to load, I'm not going to write load management on my injury report. Oh, Chewy's on. It's broken. He can't play tonight. I don't know what you want me to do. Like, you just come up with some other injury. It's so easy. Yeah, it. it's so easy to navigate around it. When's as soon as we see okay. Jay Crowder play? Well, they said post-All-Star game, so he's not going to play at all this week. I don't know, maybe end of the month? Kind of let him get a... Is he a, a difference maker? Yeah. Am I missing something? No, he's He different. is a difference maker. So, I mean, they, they traded for him for the playoffs. Like, that's... Right? Yep. Yeah, that's... He, I keep telling to people... To guard... Yeah, th- think about P.J. Tucker two years ago. Like, that to me, that is what yes. they want to emulate all over That's the again. same thing. Yeah, yeah which is great because P.J. helped immensely. Because as good as Grayson Allen has continued to grow his game offensively this year, and he's the Bucks' best three-point shooter in terms of percentage, um, teams are still going to hunt him and try to get switches where the, he's now defending. Like, the, the Celtics did last year where Jason Tatum's going one-on-one with, with Grayson Allen, and he's just able to pick on him. Jay Crowder's on the floor, can't do that. 
Okay, so Jay Crowder's guarding Tatum when he's back. Um, I mean, he's and just he's, he's another defender. He's he can guard Tatum. He he just gives the Bucks more options. So now they've got in terms of really like elite perimeter defenders, they've got West, they've got Drew, and they've got Jay Crowder. They just have a lot of options that they can go to as the league continues to rely more and more on perimeter scoring. The other thing I noticed when I was looking at the uh, preview of this game between the Bucks and the Celtics, Sam Hauser. He's all of a sudden becoming quite a little player for the Boston Celtics, which I did not necessarily see coming. Obviously, he has the local connection having played at Marquette before transferring the game. Yeah, he's... uh, The fact that he started and played well against the Grizzlies over the weekend was, like, shocking to me. Because this was a guy who was, like, at the end of the bench for the Boston Celtics, and now all of a sudden he's become... Somebody who is starting and, and putting up points. They scored 20 points over the weekend. He hit six threes. And I always thought that he could be an NBA player. I thought he had an opportunity. Um, but the fact that he is he started a game over the weekend for one of the best teams in the league was a little, a little shocking to me. We are expecting to hear from Ernie Johnson from TNT, who is going to join Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning. But we are talking about the Bucks taking on the Celtics tonight. If I'm a fan and I bought several weeks ago tickets for this game, I'd be disappointed not to be able to see a guy like Giannis and Tatum match up against each other. And I also like the idea of getting these squads to go toe-to-toe as full force as possible during the regular season, certainly from a fan entertainment standpoint, yes. But also, don't you want to know what your guys can do against these teams before you get to a playoff series? Sure, but again, it's more important to be healthy going in. When you're a team of this. Yeah, if Giannis isn't going to play a ton, then... I mean, it's. Or let me ask you guys a question. Should I start my Bucks season tonight? That's what I've been thinking about is when when does Chewy start his Bucks season? We've got, um, got two games before the All-Star break. I, I say he starts it the same day we know Jay, Jay Crowder's going to play. No, I, I I think you could push it till... For Chewy, I think you could start your Bucks season because you're not like a huge NBA guy and just enjoy watching the up and down of the game. Honestly, you could probably start watching after you're done watching the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but I got late nothing, Gabe. I got nothing you got, now. You got XFL yeah. coming up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, but tonight he may as well tune into the Bucks game. It's an early tip. He can get a little he can get a little viewing action in. I don't know. I mean, early tip for us. It's seven thirty East. That's it's kind of teetering towards bedtime for the big guy. Popping a melatonin at that point? Is that what you're trying <laughs> yeah, to say? Yes, the melatonin. That's what he's popping. Here's the thing, though, Chu. If you're interested in starting to consume, if you're interested in starting to watch, I don't think we should discourage you. I think we should absolutely no. encourage you to tune in tonight. But here's the problem, though. I want to encourage him, but I want him... Like, if I start encouraging him to watch tonight, he's going to come back tomorrow with some anti-NBA take... And like I, I don't want to deal with that, I guess, for the next month, which is why I'm trying to push him He's off. He's going to burn by the playoffs, yeah. by, the, by the finals run. He's going to be like, why are we still talking about this? And then we're going to talk about Rodgers. He's going to be like, why are we still talking about this? And he's going to go back to having terrible chest Yeah, but I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite of like a 12-year-old kid. Uh, like when Angie's here, she yells at me for going to bed too early. You know? So you would think tonight she's gone. I'm like, oh, I can stay up till 9 o'clock. No, it's like, ah, can I go to bed at 6.30 or is that weird? <laughs> yeah, but if there's no one there so to it know goes about the it, other way. the tree falls in the forest, right? Like, you don't have to tell anyone you went to bed at 6.30. I'm looking at the Bucks schedule. I'm trying to figure out, you a good game for If I, I want to pinpoint one game, I'm trying to figure out a good game for him to start. Well, they play Brooklyn on March 9th. I think, you know what, game I'll start tonight. Yeah, okay. I'm going to start tonight. I'm going to just ease into it. You go, well, Gabe, why is Gabe, 
Here we got the Mr. Bucks announcers yep. trying to talk me out of watching well, the game tonight. Odd. What are you Not doing? Unusual. Because I know you. I guess he's trying to be realistic. Like, it's it's you we're talking about. Anybody else, yes, please watch the Bucks game tonight because they're a fun, entertaining or team to watch. Or listen to it on AM620. WTMJ, Dave Kane back. He's going to do a great job with it. But I know you, and I don't want to deal with your anti-Giannis, anti-Bucks takes that are going to come flying out of the game that you watch. Does it feel like, guys, that the Jay Crowder edition, is that the Bucks version of going all in? Like, Because their team is pretty complete as is, right? And I know we talk about this yeah, a lot with the Green Bay Packers, and we talked about what the Chiefs did in order to make sure that they were still in that conversation, still being able to make a deep playoff run and ultimately win the Super Bowl. So like we talk about, well, the Packers went all in. That was their version of all in. Is this the Bucks version of all in going out and getting Jay Crowder? Yeah, but they've been all in. This is this is typical Bucks. Whereas, aller in is this aller in? Uh, this was kind of expected. I mean, for the Bucks John because, Horst is like the complete opposite of Goody. Oh, hundred like, percent. This is what I want every GM that I like. I want every GM to be like this for a team that I like. Aggressive, well, and, and, yeah. he's, and he's and not take a fra- he's not afraid to take a swing and a miss. Like Chewy, you you like to point out that he went out. Hey, Eric Bledsoe's not working. That's all right. We're gonna yes. go get Drew Bledsoe. We're gonna be aggressive Drew in Hodder. getting that. He calls him Drew Bledsoe. Oh yeah, Drew Holiday. So they go out and they get they go out and get Drew Holiday and trade away Eric Bledsoe. But they've made moves at the deadline just about every year. Like they went out and got Nikola well, Juricic one year. That eh, didn't really work out. Yeah. But he wasn't afraid to take that swing and a miss. Uh, they go out and they get PJ Tucker. That helps get them over the top and get to a championship. They add West Matthews in the middle of last season. Ends up being a starter at the end of the year. And now they go get Jay Crowder because they want to be a little bit tougher defensively. They want to be a little bit more, even though they're already one of the most versatile teams in the league with what they can do defensively with Giannis, they can be more versatile with what they have with Jay Crowder. Like, it's going to be really hard when you hit playoff time for Mike Budholzer to try to figure out these rotations. And he, the Bucks have been aggressive because they know and they're trying to take advantage of this prime window for Giannis. And they, hey, we've but got this I, top superstar. Let's make sure we surround him with talent and give him every opportunity to win as many championships as we can. But the thing I liked about this move is they wanted Crowder from day one. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew it, and they still went out and did it. Yep. You know, this isn't a Darren Waller like, we really want Waller from, from uh, you know, Las, uh, Las Vegas. We'll give you a seventh round pick. Oh, yeah, you really wanted him. Mm hmm. That's what I loved about yeah. this move. And they did it without having to give yeah. up a first-round pick. Granted, gave up five second-round picks. But for, for a team like the Bucks that returned 16 players to this year's roster from last year, those second-round picks aren't making the roster anyway. So they're just kind of... You know, lottery picks, you know, or excuse me, lottery chances for you to get a player like a Chris Middleton or a Malcolm Brogdon or some of these other second round picks that have actually succeeded in the league. But those second round picks aren't going to be sticking on the Bucks roster anyway at this point. So no. it's easy for them to no. trade them away. I just don't want fans to take advantage of or, or, or not realize what is in front of them right now as far as the Bucks go. They're on a 10 game win streak. I think I saw that it's the franchise's first double digit win streak since winning 18 during the 2019 2020 season. They just got Jay Crowder, they're approaching the All Star break, so they're going to make that push towards the playoffs. If they, well, how do you, um, how do you look at tonight's game? Do you see? And again, it will depend wholly on who all is playing. But if the Bucks are at full strength, is this a team that should handle the Celtics, or do you still expect a bit of a rock fight between these two top teams? I think the Bucks handle the Celtics. 
I guess I'm just not scared of anybody in the league right now, especially with the addition of Jay Crowder. Now, it's going to take some time to get to that point where he's back and you figure out what those rotations are and is uh, Grayson Allen going to come off the bench. It's going to take a little bit of time to get there, and obviously Jay is not going to play tonight. But right now, and, and I have never been a seeding guy, but if the Bucks can get that top seed... Because there are only three good teams in the East. There are only three good teams. And if you can get that top seed and avoid playing a semifinal matchup against the Celtics or Sixers and let those two teams beat each other up in order to come and play you in the Eastern Conference Finals with the team that has the best home record in the East and you get four of those seven games at home, hell yeah, man. Like, sign me up for that. I... I think the Bucks, if they get the number one seed, I have a hard time seeing, outside of an injury, them not going back to the finals this year. It's crazy to think about All this, right, but Giannis is averaging 32.4 points. Oh, it's best, insane. Third best in the NBA. Third best. That's a huge number, right? You throw that out there and you're like, whoa, wait, what? And it's still third best in the NBA because you've got a couple of other guys out there who are still putting up bigger numbers. It's just an amazing run that Giannis is on. Uh, I still think that he deserves MVP consideration. I still think he deserves more MVP consideration than he is currently getting, but the most important por- portion of the season is coming up and so maybe he can gain some momentum in that and Gabe has famously said he doesn't even care if Giannis wins MVP. It's all about winning titles, which I think some fans are coming around to as well. Here's the other thing. Giannis doesn't care about winning the MVP. That's nice. Like I think no. he's honored when he wins the MVP, but he doesn't care. I mean, he made it perfectly clear the previous two times that he won the MVP. They After he won the first one, they did the big celebration for him right outside Pfizer Forum in the Deer District, and he said, okay, from here on out, you can't call me MVP anymore. We did this, now you can't call me the MVP. Celtics at Bucks, right, Pfizer Forum you. tonight. I got to take a break here, too. You got something you want to add to the Bucks? Well, I just wanted to ask, Gabe, with all the trades that went on last week yep. everywhere, all this movement, did that make the path easier or tougher for the Bucks? Easier. Easier. because Because the, the East got worse. The East became a worse team, a uh, worse conference. Because like, let's say you get the one seed, you know, like I was just talking about the Bucks being that number one seed. Well, I mean, chances are you're going to beat the Nets, but Kevin Durant in any playoff series is going to scare the crap out of you because he's Kevin Durant. Now you don't have to worry about him; he's not in the East. And getting to the finals yep. is is oh yeah, maybe you maybe you face up against the Suns, but maybe the Suns don't get out of the West. The West is the much tougher conference. The East got easier. And I like the Bucks' chances of having an easier road, getting tested in the conference finals, and then having an opportunity in the in the um, NBA finals. Okay, their path is easier. The finals could get tougher too, but the path to the finals is much easier. To there, okay, all right. Ridge Top Exteriors provides the best quality roof, siding, windows, doors, expertly installed and at an affordable price. Think about that. Let that sink in for a second. Best quality roof, siding, windows, doors, expertly installed, affordable price. All right, I should probably just stop the read there. That's all you need to know. All right, go to RidgetopExteriors.com. But that is not all when it comes to Ridgetop Exteriors because they consider customer service their number one goal. And they strive to exceed the expectations of the homeowners they serve. So they have all those things. Best quality roofs, windows, siding, doors, expertly installed, affordable price, That's not their thing that they're known for. They're known for their customer service. It's their number one goal. Think about that. In 2023, who's giving you great customer service? Rich Top Exteriors is. And especially when it comes to you know, spending some money on your home and improving your home with those exterior projects. That's where Rich Top Exteriors comes in with all those great products and services they provide. And they're going to make sure that you, you are taken care of because customer service is their number one goal. And because they're Rich Top Exteriors, of course, it's going to have a free estimate. So get that free estimate for your next project and get all those great things, including great customer service by logging on to RidgetopExteriors.com. 
for. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I mean, this world is geared towards women. Like, Whoa, what do we I get? am stepping away from this. Goodbye. Like, what do we get? They get a comb that dries your hair. We get a stupid razor. Hey, I mean, I what's mean, the coolest thing we get? Um, they get the hair dryer? Control. On 94.5 ESPN. Your roses are red Valentine's Day poems here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Roses are red Wisconsin sports Valentine poems to win a Milwaukee Pretzel Company prize bag. We got some work ahead of us, Gabe. We got to, you know, start. Uh, you can do it by the end the of the show. Oof. That is tough. Any new submissions that we need to know about? Roses are red. It's a new off-season day. Goody was mentioned in another trade, but we know it's a bluff anyway. That from Brandon in Mayfield. Mayville. It's in Mayfield. That's not a place. That's a baker. Roses are red. Our trophy case is blue. (laughs) He talks about MVPs and psychedelics, too. Sam in Kenosha. Eh. Roses are red. Listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy won't make you smarter, but there's a good chance you'll turn into a shart and farter. That from Scott in Manitowoc. See that? So no, that that one's not too bad because you're incorporating a lot of the things from the show I, into yes, it. Yes, I like that. Roses are red. Tight ends think one dimensionally, but who sits <laughs> in the dark for four days intentionally? Whoa! <laughs> There's your winner. That's really good, <laughs> Brian in Waukesha. That's using, really good. Using Chewy's one dimensional thing is fantastic. <laughs> Am I one dimensional? Yep. Uh, no, you're versatile, big guy. Is he? Yeah. Why are you guys How? telling me that I don't know what one-dimensional means? Because I don't think you do. Just from experience? Well, well because you called cheddar one-dimensional. It is one-dimensional. You. It's not. Me and Ashley just had a conversation. Uh, cheddar cheese can only be melted. Conversation. Gen- you literally yeah. just yeah. ate a stick I of cheddar. I that. That was barely a stick. It was flaccid. No, that was melted. Shockingly, he did not represent properly our conversation, which was more of him yelling at me and saying I was wrong. No, Chew, think about when you go to a Super Bowl party or you go to a little get-together and people put a little cheese cube and a sausage cube on a toothpick. That's terrible. It's bad. What do you mean it's terrible? It's Just delicious. Be, and it's heavy you, cheddar. And that's multidimensional. Yeah, have you ever been to a football party in the state of Wisconsin? Have they put out sausage ever you what? It's all cheddar. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Anyone having that cheese tray at a Super Bowl party went to the grocery store and paid $3.43 for that thing, right? That's cheap. That's on sale. Nice. No, I don't. I dice up We're talking charcuterie board cheeses. This is not the JV game. Sharp this is cheddar the goes on charcuterie. Again, this is, this is the disconnect between Chewy money and the money the rest of us have. He's spending all the money on the fancy cheeses at the grocery store while the rest of us just have to settle for the cheddar. Can we get the power rankings, please? I'm exhausted. <laughs> you have to do power rankings. <laughs> this is your oh, segment. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead, Ashley. break yet. <laughs> oh, Ashley's on the phone. We're running power rankings, buddy. Whoop. The week of games is over, and you know what that means. So what does this mean? NFL power rankings. Are you serious? Heck yeah, I'm serious. Power rankings on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Guess we use too much power. Okay, here we go. I know Ashton told you guys where the pack was at, right, in the production meeting? Uh, he did, did he yes. You? He said they were at 16. Okay. 
16. They are 16, but let's go to some Aaron Rodgers adjacent. Can I just tell you, can you know, I just stop j- you for one second? My favorite parts of sure. the show are when Chewie references the production meeting. <laughs> but I was telling him earlier in the production <laughs> meeting, Ashton told you all during the production meeting where the Packers were. It's supposed to be like the Oz behind the curtain type of stuff, you goof. All right, anyway. Oh, we can do that? All right, give me the Jets. Packers 16, Jets are where? Ooh, oh. Uh, I will say the Jets are 13. I don't know. I think the Jets got to be lower than the Packers if the Packers are there. They both have questions at quarterback. Yeah. 24? Uh, Jets are 20. Yeah, twenty. Give me the give me give me the Raiders. They have the same record. Jets are twenty. Uh, no, they were seven and ten. Okay, they, they could have gotten in. The they map. could have gotten in at eight and nine. I mean, they started Mike White, Joe Flacco, and yeah, I know. like their quarterback position. If they get a quarterback, they're gonna figure it out next year. They're gonna be good. They're getting uh, a quarterback. And then the Raiders. The Raiders are twenty-one. Those okay. are the two front runners. With that being said, give me number ten. Lions. In way too early power ranking. I'll say Jacksonville. Jacksonville is 10. Okay. Will Jacksonville be better or worse next year? Better. Better. They went 9 and 8. Better. Better. Second so. year with Dougie. Okay. That right? division, yeah. Right. I, they, they played really well at the end of the year. I don't see that division getting any better, like significantly. No. So yeah. I, I think they have their way with that division and get to double digit wins. Uh, way to go, Dougie. Uh, number nine. Mm, Lions? I still think the Lions are... Uh, Lions. I'll go Miami. Uh, Minnesota's nine. Mm. Okay. Are and the Lions in or we'll out? see how that They must be out. out. If the Vikings are nine, the Lions are out? The Lions are 12, Jen. Okay. Um, Knocking on the door. Give me eight. Eight, mm, eight, eight. Dolphins? Yeah, I'll go Dolphins there. Dolphins are eight. Are the Dolphins going to be better or worse? All depends upon I don't on like Tua. Tua. All depends upon and Tua. What don't you like about him? He's always hurt. Okay. Um, and he's had how many concussions did he have this year? Two. Well, that's so, a very good point. I mean, that's definitely something yeah. that could shorten his career. Yeah, the more you get, the the easier it is to get them. I believe. I will attest. Ah, uh, seven. I love this team, Gabe. Love this team. Do you know what that means? I know exactly what that means. This is the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes. The Chargers are seven. <laughs> Six. Mm. See, I feel like I know who the top five are. So okay. to me, this has to be Dallas Cowboys. How about them say, Cowboys? Yeah, I think they implode next year. It kind of feels like they're setting the table to implode. Where they're going to get off to a slow start and then start, like, everybody's going to blame everybody else. Hot seat, McCarthy, well, and yeah. whatnot, and yeah. Well, and he's calling Should the have gone and gotten Sean Payton. That'll be the whole yeah. narrative. That's probably, yeah. Uh, five. <sighs> Bengals? I got Niners here. Buffalo Bills. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That's I think. a bit of a fall. I mean, man, I, I'm surprised the Niners would be ahead window? of them because the Niners... Um, I don't know if they, they missed, missed their it. window because you got Diggs already complaining, uh, and when he complains, malcontent, he kind of, kind of brings down the team a little bit. 
I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about Buffalo. Sorry, Gabe. Uh, four. Niners? Yeah, this has got to be Niners because they've got quarterback questions. I think they think Trey Lance Cincinnati. is the guy. Bengals are four. What? <sighs> yes. I think the Bengals should be above the Niners. I would completely agree because they have their quarterback. I mean, even if Trey Lance is their guy, they still have questions about Trey Lance. Correct. Uh, three. Got to be the Niners. They're not going to take the top two teams that were in the Super Bowl and drop them to three, right? Niners are three. But what no do you guys see changes. the fact that, that in Vegas, uh, the Niners have better odds than the Eagles? Are they saying that San Fran's a better team? Um, wow, I mean, they're really putting Anthony. a lot of eggs in Trey Lance's basket. Yeah. I mean, we're going... Uh, uh, two? The fact that Eagles' odds would be low would be... We haven't had a back-to-back Super Bowl winner in 20 years. Yeah. Or, and I know uh, they didn't win, but, I mean, still. Teams from the NFC just don't go back-to-back and make back-to-back appearances. Gotta be the no. Eagles. Two. Eagles. Gotta one. be the Chiefs. Chefs. I don't mind the top uh, five other than the Bengals being lower than the Niners. Niners seem a little high at three. And well, maybe, yeah, maybe Buffalo should be over the Niners. Again, I think the question yeah. of quarterback is definitely a legit point. All right, we got to take a break okay. here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good power rankings there. Way too early power rankings for your NFL. We got Ernie Johnson coming up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Stick around. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. My father would always say, and there's a rhyme and a reason to it. He said, if you wear your rubbers in the house, you'll go blind. Do the two youngsters on the show here even know what rubbers are? I'm talking <laughs> one second. Go over the shoes. On 94.5 ESPN. on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy celebrating the greatness that is Huey Lewis and the news as we do each and every week. And we feel so lucky to be joined by one of the greats this morning. There are a lot of really talented people in the broadcasting field, but I'm not sure that this guy doesn't belong up there on the Mount Rushmore. I know age-old sports trope Mount Rushmores, but the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters He is Ernie Johnson from Inside the NBA on TNT. Good morning, Ernie. Milwaukee-born Ernie Johnson. We love having you here. How's your day going? Getting ready for a big Bucs-Celtics game tonight? Uh, Yeah, I don't have to work tonight, though, Jen, because that's the Tuesday night crew. So uh, that'll be Adam Lefko and Shaq and Candace and uh, Jamal Crawford. But... uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing great. This is uh I'm getting ready to go to Salt Lake City for the All Star game and uh that'll be a bunch of fun for us this week. I hope you all are doing well too. Well let's talk about that crew that you work with on the TNT show because I, I gotta I we gotta have to. now, I can can we for a minute because <sighs> I, I got Mark Chamorro okay. over here and he is he's brilliant. He's multi dimensional as we have discussed, but he can be <laughs> a little bit of a wild card. And I got just one wild card that we work with every morning. You got a couple of wild cards that you're working working through and navigating through. What's your approach each and every night when you take the set with Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal? Uh, you know, I think uh, through the years, I, I've described every show as somewhere between a walk on the beach and a train wreck, and that's basically the way it works. And so I don't know exactly how everything's going to play out. Um, and the thing that I think that makes our show so much fun is that we don't have – you know, we don't rehearse it. We don't we don't let those guys come to the production meeting because we don't want them to know what's coming up next. So that's I think that's kind of the uh, the beauty of the show is that a lot of times they'll sit down two minutes before 
the pregame show starts, and then we just let her rip. And so that's, uh, I think that's that's what makes it unpredictable. And so if you're sitting there at home saying, I don't know what's going to happen next on this show, just join the club because I don't have an idea <laughs> most of the time either. Well, but, great. But now really, Chewie's not going to show up to the production meetings going yeah. forward, Ernie. You just gave him the out. Chewie, <laughs> oh, Chewie I, think it's, I think that's a great tack to take. See, look, here's the deal. We, we don't, if we've got some old video of Kenny or Shaq that we're going to break out during the show at some point, we don't want them to know that that's coming up. You know, we just want to be able to throw stuff at them uh, with, with no forewarning at all. So um, that's that's kind of what's made it work. Not only are they not allowed to be there, they wouldn't want to be there either. As you know, as Charles says he has too many important things to do three hours before we go on the air. Thanks, Ernie. I'm going to venue mo venue that mo- Venmo you that money right after uh, the show. <laughs> you can't. You don't know how to use Venmo. Made my workload much less. <laughs> but but Ernie, you don't know how to. Ernie, does it ever? Does it ever get to the point? Because I get I get a, around my former players, and they're quite large, and we kind of mix them in with mm-hmm. my normal friends. I call them, and things get a little heated. Now, you do an unbelievable job moderating that whole circus that goes on that people love across this country. Does it ever get to the point where, like, ooh, this is getting a little too hot for me. I think I'm going to go to the bathroom and, uh, ex- and exit side side stage. Uh, no, no. You know what? It's uh, The thing that's really funny is that people have come up and asked me, boy, it looked like it looked like Shaq and Charles are going to throw hands the other day. I said, no, they're not. They Look, these guys have been friends forever. Their moms were incredibly tight friends. And and so they they just realized that, you know, sometimes when you come at the game from a different perspective, you're going to get a little heated. And Shaq, you know, Shaq goes back at folks. It's never done with any kind of malice or ill intent. So, no, everything's going to be fine. Uh, although, you know, I hear Shaq do it all the time. There's going to be some furniture moving around here, you know, and I'm always the one sitting in between these guys. So I just don't <laughs> want to, I don't want to take a straight elbow or something, but uh, no, they, these guys, you know, and this is going to sound really cornball to, to you guys, but it's, we love each other. We really do. I mean, we love being around each other. We, you know, we've, we've been doing this show together, Kenny and Charles and I for, better than 22 years together. I've been there 33 and Shaq for the last 12 or so. So in TV, it, you don't see that very often. And we, you know, we're very fortunate to have had the, a ride as long as we've had it. Ernie, is, is Giannis underrated despite being a two-time MVP? Like the MVP conversation comes up. I don't hear his name a lot in that conversation. Is, it, is that an actual thing? Is he underrated? Or am I pulling a Travis Kelsey here and pulling a narrative out of nowhere and starting to put it out there that nobody believes in the Bucks and Giannis? Oh, no, you're, you're pulling it uh, out of somewhere. Uh, no, I think... <laughs> yeah. here's, no, here's the deal. I... I just think, and we're all guilty of this to an extent, and no matter what the sport is, that you just you start to accept greatness as just like, okay, Mike Trout's supposed to be that good, you know. So let's, you know, uh, you know, Giannis is this, Jokic is this. I, it's just they play at such a high level for such a a long amount of time and so consistently that you just kind of like, 
you don't okay he's taking care of himself he's fine let's look at these new guys and so no i don't he's not underrated i just and and i think he's and he's not underappreciated he's just that level of greatness is just accepted uh and and expected um so that's i think i guess that's kind of the the uh, the double-edged sword of being you know arguably the greatest player on the planet is that you know people just expect you to put up 35 and and 12 and 6 uh, on any given night uh, so that goes along with it but no he's not he is not underrated he is not underappreciated and uh, and again he's one of those guys I I'd pay to watch him play because he plays that hard every night and uh, and I think you can't have enough guys like that in this league. Ernie Johnson from Inside the NBA on TNT joining Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning. I'm glad you bring that up, people wanting to watch Giannis, because one of the conversations we've been having is about this load management situation that the NBA is facing, where, of course, people want to go to the games and see the superstars. And then, of course, there are some nights where they're just not playing because of load management. Is it your opinion that the league has a handle on this, that they will be able to navigate load management so long as the matchups in the postseason sing uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's an issue, Jen. I think, uh, they, and they may have a handle on it, but I think probably need to have a better handle on it because um, this is, and, and, you know, what's the answer? Maybe a shorter schedule, uh, a shorter season? Maybe you knock down the number of games and, and make it, uh, you know, even reduce even more the number of uh, back-to-backs? Uh, because really, this at, at some point, um, it gets a little ridiculous, and you and you look at a box score and say, well, "Why did he not play?" And was it a back-to-back? No, or you know. And so, I realize that what I think is important. I, I think a lot of these players would like to be playing. I think I think what this falls on a lot of times is the is the training staffs and the uh, and, and the medical teams on these on these teams that say. Uh, you know, you know he can play, but only this many minutes, or only you know these this many days, and and the and the fan is the one who who uh, who gets uh, stuck with this because and, and look, this is this is one of these things where I, I kind of lose, um, uh, I've i kind of lost touch, and I try to r- remain in contact with the, with the normal fan because I get into the games for free. You know, you got to remember that for a lot of these folks, this is, look, I'm going to make a decision to take my family to a game, and it's going to cost me. It's going to cost me to park and to eat and for tickets and for souvenirs and the whole thing. So this is a major investment, but I'm going to do that because I can't wait for uh, the time, the day Steph Curry comes in, or I can't wait to see uh, the Joker when he comes in, you know, especially if it's a West, uh, you know, Western team coming in to play an Eastern team. And so, yeah, I'm going to make this investment. And and those are just, you know, I'm just pulling names out as, you know, high-profile guys. Um, and you take, look, when you do that, you take the understanding, you have the understanding, hey, if, if this person is hurt, you know, then I'm, you know, then we're not going to see him. But if he's not hurt and if it's a management thing, man, that, that hurts. And if I'm a fan, I'm ticked off. And so I think anything you sh- you can do to to eliminate back-to-back games in the, in the part of the schedule where, you know, you're, you're resting players, you, you have to do. Uh, because, look, 
fans are the lifeblood of this game. All right, and so we're you know they're they're putting on this show for the fans, and I think it, any way that you can make that happen for them, uh, and not have the uh, you know the risk of oh here's his one visit and now he's resting, yeah that's you know it's a problem. Was that answer long Ernie, enough? Miss- by the way, <laughs> are you guys still here? You nailed it, buddy. Is Mike still on? Oh my goodness! I was just like, Ernie- I thought I was going to hear a gavel to end the filibuster. I didn't know what was going to happen there. Sorry about that, y'all. Ernie, do you miss the days of the old school rivalries? I, I mean, I grew up in the '80s sure. as a kid, where it was Cedric Maxwell, ML Carr, Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, and when they played Philadelphia, you knew they were playing Mo Cheeks, Andrew Tony, Julius Irving, Moses Malone. That's the one thing about the NBA that I miss is that these when you hated a rival, you did. I mean, I couldn't stand the Lakers. Back in the day, it just it doesn't seem to be those rivalries anymore, which I miss. No, you are exactly right. And look, I'm I'm 66 years old. I'm going to sound like I'm 106 when I answer this question, but it, but I know exactly where you're coming from because when I was a kid growing up, and you know whether it was it was going to see the Atlanta Hawks back in the 70s or or the Braves, you know back back then. The teams that came in were the teams you saw the year before. You, I mean, you could have filled out your scorecard before you got to the game. Well, I know who the Phillies are going to have in here. Well, I know who. And so, it like, when I go to the Hawks games, you know, I mean, I grew up watching Pistol Pete and Lou Hudson and these guys down here. And, and when the Celtics came to town, it was Larry Siegfried and Don Nelson, and it was JoJo White and Bill Russell. I mean, it was the same group. And you'd go to the game, and, man, if somebody didn't play, you'd say, oh, hold on, why is he not playing? And I said, oh, you know, well, um, uh, he's in traction, so he can't play. That was about the only thing that would that yeah. would keep somebody out of the game. So, yeah, I, I miss those days, and I think, and I think it did a, a tremendous amount for just team loyalty and fan loyalty and that kind of thing, and, and that and, – Look, things have things change naturally, and they have to change. Uh, but that is one that is one part of the old game that I do miss was that familiarity with. Okay, this team's coming to town. That means these guys, and I can't wait to see it. Ernie, one of the reasons we had you on today, not just to talk about all things going on in the NBA, but you're going to be here in Milwaukee Friday, March 3rd, uh, with our friends over at the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation as you are going to be presented with their Award of Excellence. Uh, Again, that's something that's happening over at Pfizer Forum. If you want to get tickets, you can go to LombardiFoundation.org. But when you're presented with an award like this and it has the name Vince Lombardi on it, do you think about not only the battles that you've had with cancer, but maybe some of the other battles of people you've known over over your your life, guys like Craig Sager, who wouldn't be around right now to an accept award and like uh, an award like this. Oh sure, I mean, um, look, this is a. Uh, it's very humbling to receive this, and I can't wait to get back to my to my old hometown and uh, and, and and accept this. But yeah, I mean, the, the, look, we. As far as co-workers, Craig Sager, Jim Huber, who was one of the great essayists of all time on TV. Uh, shoot, my mom uh, and my sister both had cancer. Um, uh, and I've had it twice. I've had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and I've had prostate cancer. And so, 
I mean, this is this is the real life stuff. I mean, we enjoy obviously sitting around talking hoop and and players and that kind of thing. But but um, yeah, this is this is real life stuff, and um, and I think I've learned so much from from those two episodes uh, uh, who have kind of shaped the person that I am, and um, and so. I think that is, that's a that's a night. Uh, it's going to be a night of deep reflection for me and for sharing with folks what that what that cancer fight is about and, and what it teaches you. And so, um, no, I I can't wait to be there. Uh, but again, it's it's one of these things where we uh, where we have to, you know you address something like this. And 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 a lot of times I ask folks when I'm out speaking. And just, just for a show of hands uh, in the audience, how many people's lives have been touched by cancer in some way, whether you've had it, whether a friend or a family member's had it, a co-worker's had it, and every hand in the room goes up. So we all know. And I think the, the next thing is, is just how can, we, how can we continue the fight? How can we continue uh, with funding for research? And, you know, when can we get to the, to the point where these, these hospitals aren't, the parking lot isn't filled with people you know, going in for treatment, continue to be, you know, it would be great for if there was ever a day where cancer research wasn't needed because we figured it out, but uh, we continue that fight. Ernie Johnson here on Jen, Gabe and Chewy. Ernie, one of the things I say when it comes to the sports industry, the broadcasting industry, you know, the superstar industry is that um, it's one thing to be well-known, but it's not the same as being well-respected. I believe that you are not only well-known, but also well-respected across the board. And so I want to take this opportunity to ask you something that I would ask somebody that I respect and I recognize what they have been through. I know you lost your son. Uh, A couple of years ago, there was a great story that was on ESPN on E60 about your relationships, just the love of a father. And then I also know that you lost your mom within the last few months. And I lost my dad four months ago, and it is still so difficult. And I was just wondering if you had any advice on how kind of to navigate that, how you've managed that, and if it ever passes. Jen, you are asking the wrong person because, look, I'll be honest with you, in the last it's like, you know, the last 16 months, I lost a son, I lost my oldest sister, and I lost my mom about a month ago. And so I don't know where I am right now, to tell you the truth. Um, I, and I wish I could say, here's, here's the magic way that you, that you cope with this or that you deal with this. And I've, I've got no clue. Um, um, and, and it's like, um, uh, you know, I, it's just like my cancer battles. I, re, I rely on three things, my faith, my family, and my friends to get me through this. Uh, I mean, um, my faith has sustained me through this, knowing that, you know what, one day I'll, we'll all see each other again. And so I can rest in that. Uh, but it's, but the difficulty is just day to day as we go about our, our lives and we go about our jobs and, um, and, and there are, there are just things that, and you know this, there are just things that come up in the middle of nowhere that rock you. You know, you think you're having a good day, and all of a sudden you see an old picture or something, or you see something. You know, it, it's funny, because Michael used to love for me to laminate pictures of cars for him. You know, he was like, he, he was this big car fanatic, and so a lot of times we'd go to the 
car dealerships, and I'd come back with all these brochures, and then we'd cut pictures out, and we'd laminate them and have a big binder of these things. And then, like, I'm in the office place the other day looking for some pens or something, and I go buy buy an end cap that's got this brand-new laminator, and it just, like, floored me. And so... I wish I could. I wish I could share with you some kind of magic way to to deal and to cope, and I can't. I I simply can't. Ernie, we appreciate you sharing that vulnerability with us this morning. I am so looking forward to sharing the stage with you for the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Award of Excellence in just a few weeks. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the All-Star break. We look forward to having you in our hometown, Milwaukee, on March 3rd at Pfizer Forum. Have a good one, sir. Jen, I can't wait to be there. And, hey, you on College Game Day, absolutely awesome. I mean, utmost respect for you and, and, and Gabe and, and, and Mark. Thank you all for, uh, for having me on this morning. Um, remember, we gotta, we got to get to job here, man. We get to do this. And, uh, and you guys do it so well, so I appreciate you. Ernie Johnson from Thanks, Inside sir. the NBA on TNT, Bucks and Celtics tonight. At Pfizer Forum, make sure you're tuning in on TNT or on 620 WTMJ here in Milwaukee. We'll be right back after this. All right, Mark, tell us all about Q Club of Wisconsin. <laughs> Oops, just Mark. You every just time, Mark. Every time. Well, every time someone good. calls you Mark, I'm always like, I want to call him Mark one day, just all day. I love it because I think people should I call you Mark for my mother. <laughs> all right, tell us about Q Club. Okay, Ashton Rotman. Thank you very much. Your next hangout spot, especially tonight for the Bucks game, is right in Waukesha. The Q Club of Wisconsin is the perfect place to catch a game, play some games, and grab a drink. Bocce courts, dart boards, foosball tables, and of course, 10 pool tables. Plus, Q Club of Wisconsin has the best fish fry on Wednesdays and Fridays. That's nice that you get it twice a week, not once. It's so good. Hit them both times. And when you just... No, they pilot high. Check out the live music on Saturday and stop in for brunch every weekend starting at 9 a.m. It's all happening at the Q Club of Wisconsin on North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Visit the Q Club at WI.com or like them on Facebook. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Yes. Was it a mistake? Yep. Ashy bashy. Yep. Yes, it was. Yes. You didn't even know what the hell I said. You asked if it was a mistake. What was mistake? What was a mistake? Go back to soccer on 94.5 ESPN. Ernie Johnson is so great. I cannot wait to share the stage with him at that event. Are you going to come? Can you come to the event? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll probably be there. All right, I'm going to make that happen. All too, right, just in case. I appreciate it. Sure. What? Sure. I don't get an invitation. Oh, 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 oh. Act like if I invite you, you're going to come. Go ahead. Act like it. What day is it? Uh, Friday, March 3rd. What time is... What time? Uh, 6 o'clock, I believe, is when the cocktail oh. hour starts, and then you've got everything after that. I'm sure you've got something going on you Friday, March 3rd. You want to sit at our 3rd. table? I, I can't go. <laughs> and, and you know what, Jen? I promise I'll say hi to you this time. Okay. <laughs> Unlike last year. We have not picked a winner. We had that great uh, conversation with Ernie Johnson. We have not picked a winner for our Roses Are Red Wisconsin Sports Valentine's Poems Contest, but we will pick a winner today. We will announce it tomorrow on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I just want to leave you guys with this one. Roses are red. Chewy thinks he's smart. When I eat Rots Hots, I know I'm going to fart. 
Hey, <laughs> that is wonderful. You might have Chewy's winner right there. <laughs> From Dave in Heartland. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day. Will D and Tosh is next on ESPN Milwaukee. We'll see ya.